Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hi, everyone, and welcome to NASCAR America Motor Mouse. Yes, Martin Truex Jr., pretty awesome this past weekend. Marty Snyder, Kyle Petty, Jeff Burton here hanging out with you today. Uh, on the show today, Martin Truex Jr., we just saw him, the winner at Darlington. Ryan Blaney will be here as well to hang out with us. Parker Klingerman stops by. And a preview of tomorrow's uh, Dell Jr. download with Andy Petrie and one of the great all-time cheating stories. <laughs> I'm going to ask these guys about how they cheated over the years. Of course, we want to hear from you guys as well. 844-NASCAR-NBC. Uh, Jeff, I think I think Truex is still leading laps at Darlington yes. right now, as a matter of fact. Well, so. he said it. His brother-in-law said the reason that they took the low downforce <laughs> package away was because of him. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he, made, he made some races pretty boring. But, Could be true. But listen, yeah. Martin Truex Jr., is he's at a time in his career where he's the best he's ever been. Yes. And, and he's setting the standard like he just is. I know... If you look at over what he's done the last four, three, four, five years, he's been remarkable. Yeah. He's been absolutely remarkable. It's no surprise that he dominates races. I mean, he's just – he's the guy to beat. I'm not saying that he's necessarily the guy who had to beat for the championship because things change as the year goes on. But but this guy, man, who's better? I mean, honestly, who's better than Martin Truex? Listen, but is he the guy to beat for the championship, Kyle? I was just listening to that sound clip like a jackrabbit. I mean, what do you want say? I mean, that's, that says it all. That, that, hey, listen, if you look at this point in the season, okay, if the season ended now, you know, yeah, I hate that. You know, then, but he is the guy. He is the guy at this point in the season. Yes. But if you look, if you look at the tracks where he's won, Jeff, I mean, Phoenix, Martinsville, Darlington, those are not similar racetracks in any way. No. No, except and, for the package. And, on, and okay, and yeah. throw on top of that, you know, this year we have more, more road courses than any any year we've ever had. Yeah. Well, guess what? He's really good at too. Yeah, <laughs> right. His road courses. So I know. I, look, I think I we can talk about Joe Gibbs racing. We can talk about equipment and all those things, and they truly one hundred percent matter. But Martin Truex Jr. is one of those guys in the last you know since the last four or five years, he has been fast at every kind of racetrack. And, you know, when he first came to Gibbs, it took him a little while to get going. It took him a little while, but once he got rolling, I mean, they've been remarkable. Denny Hamlin and he, you know, Kyle Busch, he, he has made Kyle Busch have to step his game up. Yeah. Wow. That's the best. That's a great that's point. That's a, that's a very big say, statement. Yeah. Is that, that he had, look at the stats. They don't yeah. lie. Martin Truex Jr. has made Kyle Busch have to be better. Yeah. That's just that simple. It, it, what, what I like about Truex is, and, and, and Kyle Larson said, I ran him down and waited for him to make a mistake. He's still waiting for him to make a mistake in this Wednesday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're, when, when Truex has this type of day, he doesn't make mistakes. They don't make mistakes on pit road. They don't take themselves out. Now, a lot of times, we've seen this team have issues getting there, working their way through the pack. You know, they may get caught speeding on pit road. Something may happen on pit road. Something may happen, uh, a cut tire or whatever. But once he gets to the lead and starts to dominate races like this, I, I can't think of any race that he's led like this where you know this, that he's the guy that he's given away. He just doesn't give it back to you. So, and I also think that we, I think all of us were critical of James Small last year in regard to, you know, there's a crew chief change. Yep. They all of a sudden didn't have as much yeah. success, right? Well, guess what? Crew chiefs are like drivers. 
They're like tire changers and everybody else. You get better as you do it more. Experience matters. Yeah. And so now you take a, a, a guy that was engine, from an engineering standpoint was very smart, played a huge role in that team being successful prior to him being a crew chief. Now he's a crew chief. That's a whole other role. Yeah. It's not the same position. And now True. James Small, he's getting familiar with what that means to be a crew chief. He's understanding those responsibilities, and that can't be – that's part yeah. of the puzzle, too. Yeah, that that's part, part of the puzzle, puzzle, too. And You have to give him credit. Yeah. He's improved He's improved as a crew chief. It's funny. I had the question on here written before we had talked – we hadn't even talked about this. Is the 19 team back to Colpern levels? I, I, and, okay, so – okay, and this is what I'm going to say. If you if I'm if I'm Martin Truex and you ask me that question, I'll punch you right in the face. Okay, because <laughs> that's I don't a care. fair question. Though, Jeff no, no, just no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't care about Cole Pern anymore. <laughs> I don't I don't care about Cole Pern because I've got to make this team work. Do you, you understand right. what I'm saying? I mean, I've got to make this team. Martin Truex has to make this team. He has to work with whoever he's at. And and you know it's it, it's it's the same old thing. And I I, I, I want to say this, okay? Because let I me have, say this. I have yeah. Let me say this. <laughs> I have hated this. Hated this. Um, from from forever, it is, and and I get I don't know if we started with Ray and Jeff, and then it became Jimmy and Chad. I mean, it's like Laurel and Hardy, you know what I mean? <laughs> and we got you know Ike and Tina. Where do you want to go? We can go a million places. Drivers should be able to perform, okay? Maybe not always to the top level, but should be able to perform without a crew without that crew chief, and the and the crew chief should be able to take another driver and do something with it, something. With it. Dale Emmon took Bob, Terry Labonte and won another championship. He's got more championships than Richard Petty or anybody else. So when you look at it, what I'm trying to say is Martin Truex, and we heard Jeff say it, is that the best that he's ever been, the best he's been over these last four or five years, with Pern, without Pern, with Smalls, without Small, he is the guy. You know what I mean? And that, that's kind of the way I look at it. I'm sorry. I'm, that's, that's it's a, a fair comparison, thing. though, right, Jeff? I mean, because you brought it up, right? They had set a level with Cole Pern as the crew chief. They had fallen from that level. Are they oh, yeah. back to that level? It's a fair, it's a fair assessment yeah. to make. Well, it's comp- what we do is compete. Yeah. And, right? And so when you compete, you're always comparing yourself against the next guy. That's what competition is. And so when you have a change and you have a fall off in performance, the the obvious look, thing in the room yeah, is well, that's the, the change, right? Yeah. That sometimes that's an oversimplistic look at it. Like you don't understand everything that's going on. It's easy to say, well, you changed this and the result was that. So that result is because of that change. That's not always yeah. the case. That's a simplistic way to look at it. But, yeah. but when you're a crew chief or a driver, that's what you sign yeah. up for, right? You sign up for the scrutiny, the questioning, by the way, you also get the you also get the praise when things go well, yeah. right? You get that too. But if if you don't want to do that, don't do this. Yeah. Right? Don't do That's this if you don't want people to judge you. Very yeah. good point. NASCAR, I believe, has called in. Always on the pole position here on Motor Mouse. And of course we want to hear from everybody today at eight four four NASCAR NBC. NASCAR, what's on your mind today, bud? All right, so we have two different challenging racetracks back-to-back, Darlington, well, unless your name's Martin Truex Jr., and Dover. So to KP and Jeff, what challenges are the same the drivers face when they race Darlington and Dover, and what challenges are different between the both tracks when these guys race them? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's, a, that's a good question. I think, you know, listening to, to and I, I did the media thing yesterday uh, with those guys, um, down at, at, at the Hall of Fame or down at the NASCAR's headquarters and doing NBC stuff. Every one of them, to a T, 
talked about how physical Darlington was, how they were swatting flies in there mm. all day long, how physical a race that long that that race was. Dover's a physical race. Dover's a, so in that way they are they are similar because when you get out of that race, you know you've run a cup race. You you know that's it. The focus it takes to run at Darlington and hit your marks and be up against that wall and do things. Same thing at Dover. The focus to be able to, to put your car where it needs to be to exit the corner, but know that's where you've got to be entering the corner to exit the corner, is a, is a lot of the same. So I think there's there's things like that. Other than that, um, you know, unless they haul a bunch of South Carolina sand up there and throw them that place, <laughs> it's not like Darlington. Yeah, but I, two I, tough racetracks. Yeah, and I think I think that you know the, you're rewarded at Darlington and you're rewarded at Dover for pushing hard. Yeah. Hmm. You're also, there's a big risk in pushing hard at both of those racetracks. It's very easy to overstep your bounds and make a mistake. Yeah. But it just always felt like to me, the harder I drove at Darlington, the faster I went. The harder I drove at Dover, to an extent, the faster I went. It rewarded aggressive driving, yeah. but it's razor edge. You know, you step over, you're oh, going to yeah. hit something. You're going to yeah. hit it hard. And you know, so those two things, those two things, yeah. you don't drive the tracks anything similar, but the no. mentality of it, yeah. I got to go attack. I think that's similar. But two very good racetracks for you. So coincidence there. I mean, you, we just brought up Truex. Two very good racetracks for him as well, Darlington Dover. Well, I, I listen. One of my strengths was that I, I was, I was good at long races. That you know, it wasn't. I was never the fastest driver on the racetrack. I was the more. I you know, I drove more with thinking about it than I did right. instinctively. I guess that's the best yeah. way to say it. So I think those longer, more grueling races played into my favor. I thought mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean, that, that was something that worked <laughs> I love, well for me. I love that my man but said, Two Dover winners no, here. Yeah, but I love that he talks out. about Dover being aggressive because I, I, I drove it exactly the opposite. There, see? see, I drove it exactly. To me, it was a lazy man's racetrack. I'd let off at the start-finish line, roll it off in the corner. And, and, but that's the way I drove Rockingham. But that year you won. Yeah, no, no, no. You, you had a yeah, really but that's what, good car. But, but that's the way I drove Rockingham, too. And that's the way I drove, I mean, some racetracks. That's race how I tracks, drove Rockingham. Yeah, was a lazy man's racetrack. You just roll out, let it roll, let the car do all the work because you couldn't, because you could be overly aggressive at these places. My first few times at Dover, I ran awful. Yeah. And I had a conversation with Ward, and I'm like, you know, what am I doing? And he's like, well, he's, you need to go harder. Like, you need to push harder. Like, the... You, you're not carrying enough speed <laughs> I, I got, I got to do the center of the corner. Like, you got to go. And I'm like, all right, well, from now on, I'm going to go. Jump up. And, Why yeah. did you jump up? <laughs> because, because, so one day, so we're at Dover, um, back in the Hot Wheels days or whatever, and, and because, and John, well, I don't even remember, because John Andretti's driving for my dad, and Robbie comes over, and John, and we sit, and we talk for a minute. And John says, well, let me go out and follow you. Okay, let's go out and run. So we go out and we run. We run like five or six laps, and we come in. And I walk up to where they're at, and probably said, John said, I was about to kill you getting in the corner. I was running all over you getting in the corner. And he said, I, I just came in. He only run three laps. He said, I just came in because I was running all over you getting in the corner. And Robbie said, and we run 15 100s faster than we've run the whole time we've been here. I mean, and, and that's why I said, so it's a, it's a different that's kind right. of racetrack. I mean, you can approach it a couple of different ways. Even the race you won, you drove it like a lazy man. No, yeah, listen, I had to. I didn't get, I didn't get the hotel room until 3 o'clock in the morning that day. I, that's what? a whole nother story. Wait. That's a whole nother story. You buried story. the headline. <laughs> that's the, that's, if we ever have an after the show show, yeah. that's what that'll be. I know. Yeah, that's I can what tell I you know. about that way. I want to hear that story. <laughs> Uh, NASCAR brought up a great point, though. The diversity of the schedule coming up, I mean, for these drivers, I think you could argue, like, for the next two months, this is the toughest part of the schedule. I mean, look at what's coming up uh, the next few weeks and and all these, you know, new courses, if you will, new tracks and a lot of road courses in there as well. 
But, I mean, you look at Dover and Coda and Sonoma where they didn't go last year, Nashville, Doubleheader, Pocono, Road America. That stretch right there, I mean, that is just an insane stretch for these drivers coming up. And three of the next seven, Jeff, are road courses. Well, that's right. And, 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 but I like the point you made. There's, you know, you got, you got uh, Road America, you got Indy, mm-hmm. you got Nashville. When's the last time we ran there, yeah. right? Like, when's yeah. the last? So there's so many unknowns, and they're going to get some practice. They're going like, to get, get some practice. That, like, that is the key for me, is, is they're going to get yeah. practice. So, so I can't believe we're having this conversation. So <laughs> how does having practice exactly. affect the weekend? Like, we've been yeah. so focused on how does not having practice. Well, that's become normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, how does, not, how does having practice affect the weekend? Whom does that help? Yeah. Who does that hurt? Like I, I, I don't, I don't even have a clue. I don't have a clue. And hurt. And, well, and, and three and of the places and I, are going to practice are road courses. Do what? Three of the places yes, are, are but road it, courses. But it doesn't, it doesn't make any difference because you have practice the way we used to have practice. So Jeff and I, as a crew chief and and and, and driver, are going to communicate in a different way during those two days or days leading up to the race than we have in the past year because we've just shown up and say. Okay, you go drive. I'll tell you what, what's going on. You tell me what the adjustments, I'll fix them. Now we're going to work together. So does that help crew chiefs and drivers who haven't had an opportunity to work together? Does that hurt them? Do Now are they confused? Does that help Kyle Busch? We keep talking about how Kyle Busch, we believe he needs practice. To, that, but that's when it's – I mean, I don't know, man. This is going to be – this is a great unknown. Whether it's, whether, whether it's road course, short track, big track, doesn't make any difference. It's practice. And Joey Logano brought it up yesterday. Practice in a car at a racetrack that you're going to race on is something that these drivers have missed mm. and have craved. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how they react. I read an article the other day about uh, divorce rates and the pandemic. <laughs> okay. Right? Think about this. Yeah. And how people have spent a lot more time together. And they're yeah. like, you know what? I don't like you as much as I thought yeah. used to because you, you, know, yeah. you used to go to work. And yeah. now you're in, you're in my space. Right? Well, now you're going to these relationships, and that's what they are, they're relationships. Yes. Now you're going to add a new component to it, yeah. right? And we're going to add practice to it. And it completely changes the way the driver and the crew chief and the team work together. Yeah. It is a complete is. departure from what they've been doing for the last year and a half. And, and whom is going to like each other more after this and whom's going to say, you know what? That guy doesn't know what he's talking yeah. about. And yeah. it will happen. They're not going to talk about it publicly, but some of these but relationships will be made better and some of them will be made worse. Yeah. We're watching some from the tire test there at Nashville. So then with Nashville, I mean, I did, we did not play on this topic, but with Nashville being a mile and a half, does that then become the most maybe important practice of the year? Because that's, not, that's something these teams have not gotten. Now, it's one thing to go you know, practice at Coda, New Track, or the Indy Road Course, yeah. or Road America. But that Nashville practice could be something they could apply moving down the road. I don't view Nashville as anything like a typical mile and a half. Yeah. Okay. I view it more like a a, a Dover this weekend. Like a, uh, it's more yeah, it's more like a slower Dover. Yeah. It's more like a it's more like a big Richmond. Okay. I guess yeah, that's, that's a, a better, that's, that's a, a better, better that way. is a better analogy. Yeah. It's more like a big Richmond. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I yeah, don't I would if, give you if, that. I would say Iowa and Nashville are more alike yeah. than than Charlotte and, yeah. and Nashville. Mm-hmm. So th- let's get back to my original point. With all these unknown and these odd racetracks that we're going to come up to and unusual tracks they haven't been to before, is that going to produce even more unexpected winners, Kyle, you think? Listen, I, I have no idea. 
yeah, if, if you had told me we were going to have this many winners, and mm-hmm. some of these guys that have won have won, and some of these guys that haven't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone down those roads. So I'm not going to venture down a road and say, yes, we're going to have a lot more winners and a lot more. <laughs> you know, we've still got a pretty good amount of people in Denny Hamlin and some of those guys who haven't won. Who have it? So th- there's still room to have more winners at some of these places, but they're winners that we expect. I, I don't. I'm not sure that we're going to see another. You know, a, Christopher Bell was a surprise winner to me at the road course. Okay, later in the year maybe not, but at that time, you know, Michael McDowell, those guys were were surprised. So I'm not sure we're going to see a lot of that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested. I think recent history makes me even more concerned for Kevin Harvick in the four car. Their road course program mm. hasn't been. Mm. I always no. think of Kevin Harvick as a really good road racer. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But that the results haven't been yeah, there. Not there. And so we got a lot of road courses coming up. On the on the opposite side of that, Chase Elliott, a very good road racer. They need something, right? They need a little mm-hmm. they need a little boost. This these road courses might be a good plus for <clears throat> yeah, them. Be, be and and it's gonna be a major that. test for Harvick and his team. I think they made a big effort to to improve their road course program. The problem is they've also been having to work exceptionally hard to work on something they didn't know they were going to have to work on. Mile and a half. So how much better could they have gotten on the road courses? I yeah. think the mile and a half, has that, I, I think that surprised them. They've had to put yeah. that much effort into it. So that, to me, the road courses are going to be a major test for that 14. And to bring it full circle, that puts a lot of pressure on them at Dover this weekend. One of their best racetracks will be in the, in the lower downforce package, and it could be a race where they could maybe go out and win. And quiet all that conversation and not have to worry about the road courses coming That's up. what they're hoping. As much. Yeah, they are yeah exactly right. Well, coming up next, a guy who certainly doesn't have to worry about winning this weekend, although he will be a factor. Martin Truex Jr. off the big win at Darlington. There he is. What's up, MTJ? He'll join us here on Motor Mouse. Coming up next. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I love low downforce. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, I love it. You know, I feel like, um, you know, especially this year, we, you know, all three races we won been been with this package. So obviously, uh, you know, guys and girls at, at JGR doing a great job. My brother-in-law was over last night and we were in, and Sherry's dad and we were all talking and, and uh, he, he pretty much told me that the reason we're going away from low downforce is all my fault. So I guess I did it again. He'll, he'll tell me tonight when I go home, you did it again. You stunk up the show. So sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Gotta love it. That was the post-win uh, press conference for Martin Truex Jr., who joins us now here on Motor Mouse. So I couldn't tell really from that soundbite. Are you saying you like the low downforce stuff? I couldn't tell, Martin. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just okay, right? Hey, uh, congrats on the win. Uh, I don't think, you know, you, you go out wanting to win every race, right? But I don't think you expected a dominant performance like that, did you? You know, it's uh, Darlington's been a really, really good track for us. And, uh, you know, I, I was talking to my car chief, Blake, before the race, and I was like, you know, it's um, it's a good day to go win one. We we had a few slip away there the past few seasons. So, um yeah, it felt good. I mean, you know, obviously we didn't expect to go there and, and lead that many laps. That was uh, that was definitely a bonus. So an awesome day, a lot of fun, and uh, you know, the guys obviously did uh, did a great job in a, a fast race car. Hey, listen, uh, we, we heard the other day on Monday we had had Kyle Larson, and he said uh, when he got to your bumper, he was going to wait until you made a mistake. And I said when we started this show, it's Wednesday, and Martin Truex still hadn't made a mistake. Um, so I, I guess my point is when you get when you get that far ahead and you see somebody coming that late in the race, because that was late, and he's the first guy that was even on the same straightaway with you, uh, did, did it even cross your mind that he's going to get close? Yeah, it was kind of surprising, you know, the way it all – the way it all happened, it, it happened kind of quick. You know, we had a little trouble on our last pit stop, and, you know, we came out, uh, you know, behind a car that was a lap down, but but very competitive. And, you know, that cost us a little bit more time just trying to ride behind him and, and kind of, you know, bide our time and not burn it up trying to get past. And, um, you know, they had a great pit stop. They made up, you know, a bunch of time on their pit stop, uh, and I think they pitted two laps earlier. So they really, really closed the gap, and he got to me. A lot, you know, quicker than I expected, um, you know, and obviously they were really fast at the end. I was uh, I was probably about the loosest I'd been all day that last run. And, um, you know, so just really was trying to be mindful of not uh, not using it up. But, yeah, I mean, I, I was, uh, you know, at the end pushing as hard as I could, trying not to make a mistake and he knew he was coming. So it was uh, it was a heck of a race and, um, you know, glad we were able to hang on and, and not screw it up. So, so, Martin, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that because, you know, having been the guy that sat in the seat and run really well all day and think you're going to win the race, and now all of a sudden somebody comes and they're going to try to take it away from you, you're at Darlington on top of that. So, so explain to me and the fans, like, how do you push hard enough to keep that guy from behind but also do the same thing you just said, not use the tires up? How do you make all that work? You just, you know, you got to just take what it will give you, you know, and, and you know, the way I – I really had been running kind of on the edge all day long, um, you know, obviously running really high in three and four. And, you know, that last that last little bit is, you know, at the end of the race, it's a half inch or an inch to get just a little bit closer. And, you know, just trying to focus in on that and not, uh, you know, just hitting my marks and not, not overdriving uh, and, and turning the rear tires off. So it was, you know, I think I hit the wall. I scraped the wall, I think, about six times in the last 10 laps. So it was it, – I mean, that was all I could possibly get. And if he was going to get us, then he was going to get us. You know, I just had to focus on my deal and, and do what I was doing. Hey, Martin, uh, Kyle said a moment ago that if I asked this question to you in person, you'd punch me. So I'm going to ask it since you can't punch me. Um, uh, great. Yeah, it's awesome, you know. I, I know you wouldn't, but Kyle might. You might take a swing at me, right? Uh, yeah. So is this, do you feel like this team is back to 2017, 2019 levels when Cole was leading the ship, winning seven, nine races a year? and the championship favorite with James Small now in charge? I can punch him if you want me to. <laughs> I can punch him. No, that's okay. That's not anywhere near the question I thought you were going to ask, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk off air about what you thought I was going to ask. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, fair question though, right? 
Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I, I feel I really feel that way. Um, you know, I think last year we had a bit of an off year and I would never, you know, put this on James, you know, being that it was his first year. I think it was more that there was just so much that was different with COVID uh, and, and no practice. And um, we really had to go to work and change a lot of the, the systems and the way we do things. And a lot of this has just been trying to you know, figure out how we can show up to the racetrack and not miss it. And, you know, last year we had many instances where uh, we were just too far off, you know, during the race to get it dialed in. And, um, you know, so that, that goes back to how you prepare and how do you show up at the track uh, with the most confidence. And, you know, at the same time, I think James, another year of being the guy making the decisions, I think he's got a lot more confidence in what he's doing uh, because of, you know, a lot of the stuff that he and, and the engineers have worked on. Uh, and also, I think, you know, he's not afraid, uh, he's not afraid to, you know, be aggressive and try some new things and have confidence in, you know, the fact that he can, uh, he can get the cars to work right. Jeff, by the way, I'm going to write down, Martin said, great question. Thanks, go, Martin. I appreciate great that. Question. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> great question. Never been punched over a great question. I know. Exactly. That's a good point. <laughs> Martin, I said, I said when the show started that you are, you are a veteran driver, and that's not a nice way of saying you're old, just to be clear. You're a veteran <laughs> driver, but you're at the height of your career. Like, you are operating at the highest level you've ever operated. So How? Like, how are you improving at this point in your career? Because clearly you continue to improve as a driver. Yeah, I think, you know, Jeff, the, the more success you have, um, the more you can start to pick out the little things. And, you know, you're not trying to figure out, you know, certain track, how to drive it. You know, you're not trying to figure out what you want your car to do, the things that, that you you need to do. It's it's really all, it's all fine. And, you know, it's talking to James and, and Jazzy and, uh, you know, Nick and our engineers and, and the guys at the shop building the cars, like, um, you know, what do we need to do to find these these little things at these certain racetracks? So it's you're not you're not taking big swings at things. You're not uh, trying to relearn how to drive or, you know, try to figure out what it takes to win or, you know, uh, it, you're not working on your your mental stuff. And how do you keep it together? How do you focus? How do you not make mistakes? All those things that you learn. Um, as you're trying to learn how to how to start winning races, um, you already know how to do all that. So it's just it's just all details and fine details. And the, the more of those you can figure out, the more races you can win. So Martin Dover this weekend, one of your seven home tracks. I think it's seven, right? Didn't we count seven <laughs> home race tracks for Martin? Um, hey, not worse than second. Huh? How many is it? We can settle this debate right now. You want to weigh in? How many home race tracks? Uh, earlier, they said it was like five, so I count Dover. Oh, okay. Dover's my home track, and then, of course, you know, Pocono's close. And New Hampshire, I grew up going to with my dad, and, and that was a big part of, you know, coming up through the ranks. So, uh, you know. That's I, three. I, you that, know, it's two listen, more. Listen, you know, it's it, two more. It, listen, it's okay. Uh, it's okay, Martin. You can have five or six home tracks because Jeff Gordon is from seven or eight different states. <laughs> so that's all right. You're, you're good, man. Uh <laughs> I was going to mention, so we'll settle it at, at three home tracks, uh, not five or seven. Three? Uh, you, I mean, you can settle on whatever you want. I just think over the years, you know, I've not really claimed them as my home tracks. Just people just automatically associate them as my home tracks. <laughs> Works. Hey, it's a good story everywhere we go. Yeah, it is. Not worse than second in your last four Dover races. Has, do you think Dover has maybe become kind of sneakily your best racetrack? I think based on the numbers, it, it – 
could possibly be. Um, you know, I think one thing that sticks out about Dover when I think about it is obviously, you know, my first cup win there, which is, is huge. And, um, uh, but being able to win in different cars, different, is different teams. Um, but the biggest thing is like, even going back to some of the years where we were struggling, um, you know, MWR, um, and even at DEI, we always ran good at Dover and, MWR, we had a shot at winning a few there, and we ran, you know, top three a bunch, and it seemed like every time we had a, a chance to win, it, you know, something broke or, or something happened. But just a place where I feel like, um, you know, I've always been been able to go there and, and be really competitive and, and run up front. So I, I really enjoy it, and I uh, love the place. Any any fishing trips planned before the uh, Dover race? I know you love to go fishing up there. Yeah, I'm, I've been trying to plan something. Uh, one of my good buddies up there does some charters on the side, and, and he's uh, he's not really on anything good right now. So probably going to hold <laughs> off. Maybe next week if something changes. But uh, right now just hanging out and getting ready to go uh, on Saturday. All right, man. We'll enjoy right. the win yeah. from Darlington. We learned a lot in that interview, Martin. We appreciate the time. Thank, Thank you, man. All, all good, guys. Thank you. There you Take go. Easy. All right, so officially three home racetracks, but you can count as many as seven. But the median is five, yeah. right? Yeah, and I, I guess. Then I, I, I'm going to say something. He, he talked about Kyle Larson. I, again, I was doing the thing yesterday talking to Larson. Larson said he felt like even if he had caught him and got around him, that Martin would have drove back by him because he really? had used his stuff up, that Larson had used his stuff hmm. up at that point in time, which was interesting. I found um, it interesting they said he hit the wall like six times in the last ten laps because yeah. I didn't see that, and the car looked immaculate At one time to I me. saw the whole right side of his car coming out of turn four. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to what we talked about earlier yeah. is that you're rewarded for pushing yeah. hard, and, and he all day long he just said, he said it. It's a game of, you know, he ran right against the wall, yeah. but there's right against the wall, and then there's it's time to win against the wall. And that yeah. one inch, the half inch to one inch that he talked about, yeah. that's the difference. And you get rewarded for taking that extra little bit. Price to pay that's for crazy. it. He didn't have to pay. He didn't have to pay it. But yeah. that's that's Darlington. And now headed to what he said is probably his best racetrack at Dover this week. That doesn't weekend. bode well for everybody. No, no. low downforce and, and then it's to a fast wins for Mr. Two <laughs> yeah. X. He can win the next three. Yeah, he can. He can be a winner. And then after that, that's yeah. a good point. Uh, the guy who didn't want to hear all that, Ryan Blaney, who is joining us next here on Motor Mouse. Blaney hanging out with us, also coming off a top ten finish. It looks like he's in a studio. We're gonna hang Ooh. out with Ryan Blaney and talk a little advanced auto parts next. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So, we have a winner, and it is Berlin Raceway of uh, Michigan. Let's dial him up. He doesn't know that they won yet or that I'm going to be on the call. So, this is the big reveal 
uh, with Berlin winning the Advanced My Track Challenge. So let's let's call him up, Jeff, Ryan. What's up? How are you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, well, just wanted to call and tell you that you won. We won. Advanced My Track. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's Congratulations, fantastic. Man. Yeah, wow. that's fantastic. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Advance Auto Parts. Thank you to everybody that voted. That's tremendous. I don't know what yeah. to say. <laughs> that is so cool to see. We told you we'd be talking about some Advance Auto Parts stuff. That's Advance My Track Challenge. Ryan Blaney and Advance Auto Parts giving away $50,000. And, yes, that was Jeff Striegel from MRN Radio, if you've ever heard his voice. Same guy who does the play-by-play for them. He's running Berlin Speedway right now, or Berlin Raceway. Uh, hey, Ryan, what a great promotion by Advance Auto Parts. And what a, what a cool thing, I would assume, for you to yeah. kind of see all these tracks around the country, talk to them, and kind of figure out who could win this 50K. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm wearing the same shirt that I was wearing in that. Uh, <laughs> you just noticed that, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, um, no, that was, you know, that's just a great, great thing that Advanced Auto Parts did. Um, you know, just wanted to give back to the short track community and, uh, you know, really great that, you know, Berlin uh, Raceway was able to, to win that. I've ran up there a couple times. And I know a lot of, you know, guys in NASCAR have been to Berlin before um, up near Grand Rapids. So, uh, great racetrack. Uh, obviously, Jeff Striegel, for those of you who I've probably heard his voice before, does a great job up there and just trying to preserve, you know, a, a great speedway that's been around for a while. So uh, looking forward to seeing what they do and what improvements they make. He was talking to me about, you know, some of the fan improvements they're going to make, um, some infield improvements. Uh, and I think that's going to be that's going to be really great. Yeah. That, you know, I, obviously with Sharon Speedway and your family and, and what um, local short tracks and everything have meant. Uh, how cool was that for you personally, just to be a part of this, to see this go to Berlin Speedway to help keep those local short track grassroots race, grassroots racing alive? Yeah, you know it's it's great that it you know went to a place like Berlin. I would have been happy, you know, no matter where it went. Uh, just great short tracks, and um, you know what Advanced Auto Parts is doing. It's really great because a lot of Advanced folks were there on Sunday at Darlington. And they were telling me that almost everybody in the garage was going up and thanking them for doing that advanced by track challenge and really highlighting a lot of short tracks around the U.S. and Canada. Because that's where you look in the garage. Everyone's been to at that point. They've, that's how they grew up racing. And so the, the fact that Advanced Auto Parts wants to give back um, you know, to the local community uh, and the local tracks just to keep them running, and, and uh, I think it's just great. And it's been an honor to be a part of uh, Hudson Speedway up in new hampshire won second they were second they won fifteen thousand dollars and then alaska raceway park uh won ten thousand dollars they came in third so uh hopefully this this deal goes on for years to come um because i think it's a great program that they're doing we talk a lot about short track racing on this show we've we've Mm -hmm. done a lot to promote short track racing tell us what it means to you and what it's meant to your career well you know it's just where we all start right no matter if it's go-karts quarter midgets Bandoleros, legend cars, late models. Um, it, it doesn't matter. Dirt cars. Um, you know, it's just what, you know, my grandpa, you see, uh, that's what, that's all he did. He never did NASCAR. He just did, you know, low, dirt tracks up in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana. Uh, that's, that's what he did. And that's what my dad and, and uncle did for a lot of their career before dad got to NASCAR. And, um, and that's how I came about. So you don't have any racers at these levels in the NASCAR level 
without having those local short tracks that they grow up on. And it's not just racing there. You're building, you know, family there pretty much. You know, I, I've met some of my best friends from racing around these local short tracks week in, week out. Um, when I was a kid and, you know, 15 years later, I'm still great friends with them. So it's not just racing. It's you're building the family and you're, uh, and you're really helping your community out around you. So no one would be where they are in NASCAR without these short tracks. And that's why we got to keep them around and keep these tracks as healthy as possible. Yeah, let's, let's jump from the short tracks to, you know, we had Darlington, now Dover, then Coda. I mean, it, this, the schedule that we have now coming up, um, how do you guys approach this from a driver's perspective? Because, I mean, they're throwing everything at you, uh, at, at, except mm-hmm. going somewhere and running the racetrack backwards just about. I mean, <laughs> it is crazy how, how bizarre the schedule is. They are doing that in Indy. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I guess they are. <laughs> there we go. So we're going back to Indy, yeah. we're going to run it backwards. So there, there you go. Okay. Um, so, I mean, how, but how, how do you guys, how do you as a driver start to approach this stuff? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I like it. You know, I like it just varying week to week, you know, as, as far as, you know, us going to Dover, uh, then, you know, road course in Coda, brand new racetrack, going to the 600, going back to a road course at Sonoma, um, you know, going to Nashville, a place I have never been to before, and then doubleheader at Pocono. So there's just tons of, of new racetracks and, uh, you know, here coming up in the next couple months, but also, uh, you know, a lot of different racetracks you know so you have to and and different rules packages um for these tracks so i feel like it's really important to try to figure out which you know package you need to work on the most whether that's your road course stuff your low downforce high horsepower stuff or your 550 high downforce stuff so you get a wide wide variation of it you guys were just talking to martin and you didn't help my confidence out you know he waxed the cigar (laughs) over probably going to win coda and like man i mean he's got a good shot at it but yeah there's a, a lot of a lot of great tracks coming up i'm looking forward to it well you're a good road racer i mean you i don't know if people realize but if you look at your numbers i mean you're a strong road racer so with these road races coming up do you view that as an advantage i hope so um you know i uh i enjoy road racing i never really did it growing up um at all really until i got into trucks uh, we were, we ran up in Canada um, those couple of years. That was really my first road racing experience. Uh, but I really enjoy it. Um, haven't had the win, a win obviously on a road course. Had a chance, you know, to, to kind of get a win at the Clash earlier this year, and then I got chased. But uh, you know, just, <laughs> just um, you know, one of those things. But um, you know, yeah, I, I really do enjoy it. And I think Penske has a pretty strong road course program um you know i feel like a couple cars and teams have been really fast there but i'm looking forward to seeing what coda has to hold so ryan i'm, I'm gonna help you out here man you did win the roll yeah remember that you know what i forgot well, about that jimmy would take it <laughs> jimmy and truex would take that win if you wouldn't give it back to them camera down camera down just to be clear when you said i had a one-on-one i, went, I completely forgot like, about he looked at me and he goes, you won the Roval, right? I'm like, yes, he won the Roval. So, I mean, if you want, Truex, I mean, they'll yeah. take it back. Well, you, you, got me, you got me thinking about getting wrecked by Chase, and, and it just got me all sideways, and I couldn't, couldn't remember. Go ahead, guys. All right, let me, let me – we were talking about this earlier in the show before, before you guys came on. Some of these racetracks we're going to, you guys are actually going to get practice. Whoa. Um, how is yeah. that going to, how, how are you going to approach that? How is that going to change your weekends? It's definitely going to be something different. 
you know, I mean, from what we've been used to for the last year and a half, um, I personally have really missed full weekends, you know, missed, you know, getting there Thursday night, having a couple practices on Friday, just hanging out with your guys and just kind of breaking down your car. You know, I, I like that aspect of it, of what are you going to work on, you know, and really thinking through, uh, we need to change this here and here. Um, I miss that part. So it, it's going to be really nice that we have some of these tracks that we do get practice and you actually get to sit down, figure out the racetrack, figure out what your car needs to go fast around there. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it would be nice to get a little bit of a, uh, you know, of a glimpse of, of hopefully what the future holds is getting practices back as things start to, you know, get healthier around the world. Um, but it'll definitely be nice to be able to, to have some of that again. Ryan Marvin from Ohio has called in and has a question for you. Marvin, you're on with Ryan Blaney. Go ahead, bud. Hi, Ryan. How are you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Hey, great job uh, last weekend at Darlington. You drove one heck of a great race. But we're heading to the Monster Mile this weekend, and I want to know if you got if that old number 12 of yours from Team Penske is fast enough to get a W this weekend in Delaware. I hope so. I'd be lying to you if I wasn't planning on it. Uh, you know, I think we've had some some pretty decent runs, um, you know, at Dover before. Um, just about cleaning some things up. So that's that's a tough racetrack. You know, it's um, you know it's a concrete mile, and and it just changes so much. So you have to really stay on top of your game. Uh, but I'm excited to to go back there. Uh, I thought we had a, a shot at maybe a top five or six last year, and um, we'll see if we can get get some spots better and try to get a win. Uh, and get a get a Miles the Monster. That will be a very cool trophy to add to the collection. Hey Ryan, one thing for you. I, I think you get credit for the the initial giving away of the checkered flag to a fan. I, I know you get credit for that. Where did that idea come from? Did you cook that up just sitting at home one day and say, or did it come to you all of a sudden in, the, in that first win when you were giving it away to say, I'm going to reward that fan with something? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think I did the first one. Uh, it. Dover, I won an Xfinity race, yeah, yeah, 2017, yeah, and uh, that was, I think, that was the first year that they were interviewing us on the front stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pull out to the start finish line and get out. That's kind of your first interaction with face to face with people for hours, you know. So um, it's kind of neat to see the fans right there. Uh, it makes you feel really good when they're excited, and you know, I just got thinking, just trying to to somewhat pay back, you know, and show our appreciation on. Thanks for coming out to the race, um, you know, whether it's to the family, to the kid with them. Uh, thank you for coming out, being fans. It's the least that I can do. You know, I don't really need the checkered flag. I get a, I get a trophy. So that was, that's just kind of something I tried to pick out a young kid to, to try to make a memory that hopefully lasts a lifetime for them and, and something they'll never forget. So I try to find a fan in, the, in a Ryan Blaney shirt. If I can't find <laughs> one, I'll kind of pick a random one out. But, um, no, that's just something that kind of popped in my head, and I'm, I'm – grateful that other drivers are starting to do it i've been seeing that and i think it's it's great and just try to give back a little bit and um at least we can do so appreciate them coming out is there any no-go t-shirt for you like if they're wearing a kyle bush shirt is that out or is there anyone that <laughs> no. you would say oh, wow. you're not getting a flag <laughs> i almost i almost um before before i found the uh the boy at uh, at atlanta this year mm-hmm. um I kind of picked him out last second. There was a kid in a Larson shirt. I almost picked out and was like, come here, let me give you the sticker flag. I just beat your guy. Uh, but no, no, I'll give it to anybody, but I try to look for my shirt. 
That's good. That's yeah. good. Can All you right. see the kid? Can yeah. you see the kid in the grandstand when he gave if he gave the kid with the Larson shirt on and he's got the Blaney shirt on? The kid's like, <laughs> the kid's like, what? What's up, man? What's up with yeah. that, dude? Yeah. Uh, that's good. And I know it makes you proud when you see yeah. other people doing it. And it's, it's been an awesome tradition, yeah. and it's really carried on yeah, since you did it the first that's time. Really so, cool. congrats great. on that. Congrats to Advance Auto Parts yes. for all this great stuff. That's so cool to see yeah, our man. guy Jeff Striegel getting the money at Berlin Raceway. Yeah, so good listen, stuff there. Listen, go win that Monster Miles, uh, the Monster Trophy, and put it right next to your Roval Trophy if you can find it. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I'm never going to live that one down. I can't wait to see so you can remember. Can't wait. <laughs> exactly. All right, thank you guys good for stuff hanging out, man. Yeah. Ryan Blaney joining us here on Motor Mouth. Thanks. Always fun. That was good stuff. Another awesome. interview we learned a lot of things in. That yes. was awesome. Hey, yeah. I got a funny Berlin story I got to tell you. I okay. got to tell on myself. So <laughs> Berlin has a big late model race every year to pay a lot yeah. of money. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Harrison and I go up there to run a race. So typical short track thing. It opens at 10 in the yeah. morning. You're going to race at 10 at night or whatever, right? So I get out of my car, get out of my rental car, go work, do my thing, get back in the car that night. It was running the entire time. Oh, no, no way. I kept, hearing them, I kept hearing them say, there's a blue so-and-so with the lights on, right? I'm like, who leaves their lights on, right? Yeah, right. It was me. It sat there all day, no ran way. the entire day. It ran day. the whole day yeah. with yeah. the car It had locked. about a quarter tank of gas left in it. Or so, Berlin. I think I Berlin was the home track of Benson, wasn't it, Johnny? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that Johnny's home Cool racetrack. Yeah. Really yeah, cool racetrack. Really it's, race it's got a, a bend in the back straightaway. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, it, is a, it is one of the most difficult racetracks like to go to to beat those guys that race yeah. there every week. Local They're guys. so hard to beat. Yeah. It's great competition up yeah. there. And some of the some of the best racers in the country race there a great deal of the time. They're very you're there to beat them, man. It's yeah. it's really hard. If you're in the Grand Rapids area, I would highly suggest go up there, check out Berlin Raceway, Raceway and our good friend Jeff Striegel. Always a good show most Saturday nights. So hey, when we come back, our buddy Parker Kligerman is here, joined us, and uh, he'll he'll hang out with us. And we're going to talk cheating. I don't know if Parker's ready for that, uh, but we're going to talk cheating and preview the Dell Junior Download next. Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease and a whole lot of love, you transform 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you what it is. All right, let's hear it. Okay. So we, we run the Daytona 500 in 88. I think it was a 12 car. Bobby Allison was driving, and I suspected they were sucking air under the restrictor plate. I could hear the way it was idling. I could hear all these things. And, you know, then he obviously goes out there and wins the 500. We ended up finishing third with Phil. And so I went, told Leo Jackson, he's going to be really mad when he hears this. <laughs> but I went and talked to Leo about, you know, if we want to compete – then we got to do what they're doing. I said, we got to figure out a way. They're, they're finding a way to get air under around that restrictor plate. We have got to figure it out. And uh, so 
He said, all right. He, he was very reluctant. He didn't want to do it. But he, I said, uh, as a matter of fact, we got an argument. I said, okay, if you just want to go to the race, just show up. We'll do that too. Mm. So he got mad, went to work, fixed a manifold. It's one of the most amazing pieces of art you've ever seen. I mean, it, it cut it in pieces, made it, put these holes in it, and it was – I still got it. You still have oh, it? Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah, I got Damn. it. Damn. Yeah, I got it on shelf. Like, where do you, you keep – I just keep it in my shop. Shop somewhere? Yeah. That's so awesome. And uh, I guess I feel things too, but so <laughs> so we put that thing on there, and uh, and Leo did it right. I mean, it, and it, it was worth a pretty good advantage. Yeah. And uh, so the last lap of the race, Bobby's trying. Bobby finished second, and we ended up winning. You need to get Glover in here. Yeah. Put him on the hot seat. Oh, make yeah. him come clean. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fun. It's fun. <laughs> You've already got me. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. One of the many outstanding stories you'll hear from the Dell Jr. Download, 6 p.m. this Thursday on NBCSN. Our buddy Parker Kligerman joins us as well. Uh, Parker, I'll get to you in one second. So get your cheating story ready. I want to hear from these guys because I know they have cheating stories. Uh, who wants to go first? Oh, come on. I don't have any. Come on. Best cheating story ever, Jeff, from you. I have no recollection of that event. Oh, exactly. my gosh. Come on. Listen, so here's, here's the way it works. So, never, never cheated. You no. never cheated either? Come no. on, Parker. So here, listen, no, Mark, Twain, Mark Twain Mark Twain. wrote his autobiography, yeah, and it couldn't be published for 100 years. Yeah. Okay? After he and all his descendants and everyone else, that's my cheating story right there. All right. It can't be published for 100 years. Petrie okay? went on national television. That's his fault. His- that's his fault. He's going to regret it. Hey, it, what's it, the best cheating fault. story speaking maybe not associated with you that you've heard of? Go ahead, well, Roy Parker. Speaking of, I hope one of the stories to Petrie there is one he tells in my holler all the time because he's friends with Chris Carrier, my crew chief from the trucks, where they were at Talladega testing back when you guys were sitting with no rear springs, basically, and the drivers were complaining about how bad the cars were driving. So he said, all right, get out. I'll drive the thing. He got in it, drove it around the track, Said he could barely, you know, he felt like his teeth were going to fall out. He could, and got out, and he was like, oh, my gosh, this hurt so bad after one or two laps. But when he saw the drivers, he's like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. It feels fine out there. And then he said he limped to the hauler and basically got in there and was like, I need ice packs. <laughs> Mark, Martin, Mark Martin was my teammate, and he won Talladega. And he was the first one that said, okay, that stuff we qualify with, I'm going to race it. Yeah. Was that the one where mm-hmm. I said no, no it was the rain? It was the rain. It was the one we got rained out. And we had yeah. to go back and yeah, race. Yeah, go back and yeah. race. And I'm like, you're nuts. Yeah. There's no way. And he had a, he had a bad back anyway. Yeah. He had that surgery oh, yeah. and all that. Oh yeah. He won that race, and I think he paid the price for it for years. Yeah. Like I think wow. it actually hurt him. Yeah. And, wow. Yeah. But he ran that race, and you you watch that car. Ta, 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 yeah, that was wicked. He man. said, "I'm doing it. I'm <laughs> gonna do it." Wicked. I said, "That's crazy." All right. Best cheating story not associated with you that you. Okay. So so um, okay. This is. That there was a team, and they ran. Old Fords used to run with a 427, run a box manifold. Mm-hmm. So I go way back. Okay, way back. so so they run a box manifold, um, and a team showed up at Talladega, and they were about. I think the story is they were probably 10 to 12 miles an hour faster than anybody. Oh, and they ran dual carburetors. They had a carburetor down in the box manifold. So they ran. Wow. And, and now they couldn't wow. run but 19 laps, and they had to pit for fuel. Okay, because it used it used so much fuel. Uh. You couldn't. They couldn't run the 36, 37 laps they had to run. But this thing was so freaking. And they couldn't. You couldn't drive it around the garage area. That's how they called them. You couldn't drive it oh, around yeah. the garage area because you couldn't make them work tandem unless it was wide open. Wow. Um, I, I and I've seen that car. I've seen that box manifold. That's a Ford. Not us. I didn't have that. We didn't have. We had the Chryslers. I think the story is about the guys that built 
seven, eight yeah. scale cars. Right. You know, like yeah. just build cars that were just a little smaller. Like go back and think I know about, where one of those is at. Go back and think about <laughs> the craftsmanship involved in right. doing that. Listen, right? I, I, I know where one of those is at. And not only, forget the craftsmanship, it's the graphic design. You had to go get the champion decals cut down and the Goodyear decals cut oh, down. Oh, wow. And have them reprinted so that when level. you put them on, so when you put them on the cart, they didn't look out of place. Uh, there's an art to doing that. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy, man. There's an art to doing it. Parker, did you do any of this throughout your career or not? You were the, you were the choir no, boy. Never did anything a foul yeah, on the never, I never had any of that stuff. Every win I had was legit. Cars were perfect, you know, just right <laughs> behind the rules. I'll say this. One of the things I think that's uh, some of the more interesting ways I've heard of cheating, is especially in the more modern era, which I mean is early 2000s. But uh, I, I heard some stories of some guys back when it was very hard to make races have some pretty ingenious ways of getting uh, tire prep onto those tires rolling out to go qualify. Um, mm. And I always thought that was pretty interesting, let alone spray cans or soda bottles that don't look, aren't soda bottles and so on and so <laughs> forth. So I've always found that to be a pretty interesting and ingenious uh, solution. Needles in the tires. Those are always good as well. We've heard about that as well. Um, first of all, you okay, dude? That was a an awfully hard hit and a, a bad oh, angle at Darlington. I, I, when I saw it happen, I'm like, oh, gosh, is Parker okay? It's good to see that you got out of, it, got out of, the, car, got out of the truck quickly. Thanks. I was, I was feeling it the other day, but, uh, you know, I got to really thank Stuart Friesen because he was a buffer between myself and the wall. Um, I know he didn't want to be, but it, it did actually help, I think, in a lot, a lot, uh, a big respect because that, you know, you blow a right front tire coming into turn two at Darlington. That's a horrible angle to uh, to go on the wall. But more, most unfortunate thing was just that we had such a good truck. We were in such great position. Um, you know, we avoided those big wrecks and uh, that that tire gave me no warning. I thought it was going to be fine. I thought we hadn't run over anything. I, I w rode around there under the caution you know, going back and forth and, and just doing everything I could to say, all right, these tires are fine. And then we go off into one, obviously, at, uh, or one and two, and it just blew up out of nowhere. So really unfortunate, um, but we'll fight back. We'll be at Coda, uh, and hopefully we can go out there and win. And and I think uh, I'm talking to Marcus Limonis about getting an extra bonus if we can go win. So <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. We're going to make it the highest paid truck series win in history if we can go win Coda. Marcus Stone must be on fire. Got to be on fire. Got to be on money. fire. Yeah, it is. Hey, a lot um, of racing going on this weekend. What are you looking forward to watching, man? Man, I'll be out uh, at IMSA in Mid Ohio, so that's gonna be cool. Uh, you know, that's one of the craziest um, you know IMSA races there is because of the DPIs catching the GT cars and basically a short track. You got IndyCar at the uh, road course GP, so yeah. looking forward to that. I think it's a great racing weekend coming up. But I'll be uh, I'll be at Mid Ohio, which will be a lot of fun. Always good to see them. MotoGP cool, in France as well. A lot going yes. on this weekend. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, and thanks man. for not really telling us a cheating story. I yeah, appreciate that, thank Parker. You. Thank you, Parker. <laughs> Never <laughs> cheated. I see you. Hey, I, I, I didn't want to get out of here, Kyle, without mentioning 21 years ago today we lost to Adam. Yes. And um, I, we, you and I had a conversation afterward. You said good will come from this. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and a great thing coming up now. Tell us about the, the yeah. virtual walk or ride. We did a virtual fundraiser for the Kyle Petty Charity Ride. We're doing a, for the next until Friday. Uh, it's, it's walk, run, drive, or ride. Uh, yeah, I think you walk 4,500 4, steps, steps or ride a bicycle or ride 45 miles and make a donation to the Cal Petty Charity Ride, and it goes to camp. Uh, so it's been good. 
Adam would be 41, the same age as Martin wow. Truex. Think about that. That is crazy, That's crazy to man. Think, man. Thank you for bringing Good it up. Good stuff, Thank man. You. Yeah, and you can check it out. Hashtag walk, run, ride for 45. We'll see you next week here on Motor Mouse. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.